0: And welcome back to Fully Equipped. Jonathan Wall joined us always by two of my favorite guys, Ryan Brath, Gene Prenti. Boys, we we have nothing to talk about this week, unfortunately. So I, I think we're probably just going to keep this to a very quick, you know, maybe about five, ten minutes and then call it an episode. What, what say you?
1: Oh, good idea. There's really, there's nothing. We can't, you know, we had a big week last week with the players. No, no news right now. We're just waiting for the Masters to come at this point.
0: Yeah.
2: I wanted to talk about the rain in California. That's all I got to talk about. So, you know, nothing else.
0: Well, unless you've been living under a rock for the last couple of days, you probably have heard that there's... The, the buzzword this week is is MLR, model local rule, or maybe it's golf ball. But yeah, it, this has been a very busy week for, for the three of us. Anytime that there's news about equipment, we're we're jumping on it. But we've it's been all hands on deck at golf.com because the announcement from the USGA and the R&A that they are going to move forward with a proposal for a model local rule golf ball. We'll get more into what that means, um, but just kind of the the brief like ten thousand foot view on this is that. The USGA and the RNA believe that distance is getting out of hand. They've been talking about it for the last couple of years. It's been an area of interest. They've discussed, you know, maybe making some tweaks to the driver. Um, they've also talked about golf ball, but it never got to the point of a model local rule, meaning that a tournament could essentially adopt this. They're not saying that everybody has to play this golf ball, but they're trying to rein it in for the elite golfers. And they're saying that it's gone too far. And so what do you do when things get out of hand? You try and find a way to curb distance. And they're going to be doing it with, with this golf ball. Boys, I got to know, what, what is your, what's your initial reaction to all this when you, when you first heard the news that the USJ and the RNA were now proposing this new golf ball?
1: All for it, all for it. I think it's, uh, I think it's a long time coming, and I think that it, uh, it, it definitely needs to be done. When you look at the professional game, and you look at, you know, people are waiting on par fives for every par five to clear, and you've got slow round, and like all of these things are factoring into, like, caused by the golf ball. And then you know, again, athletes, blah blah blah, driver, all these things. But if you can change one thing to help dial all the back and not have regular golfers pay the price of having to get new equipment or anything else like that, they're buying something that is consumable and that is golf balls. I think this is by far the the best decision that they could make.
2: We're going to have a lively conversation today. We're going to have a very
0: lively conversation. (laughs) I was watching Gene's face as RB's talking and Gene's like, oh, really?
2: Oh, yeah, baby. We'll see about that. So. Here's, here's my 2 36,000-foot takes. Uh, first take to watch, and this is going to be critical, is the PGA. Now, a lot of people think of the PGA as a um, sports league, but at the end of the day, they're an event coordinator. They create these events. They bring sponsors into these events. They bring athletes into these events, and they put on events, and they make money because you, of
1: that. You mean, just to be clear, you mean the PGA Tour – not the PGA of America. Yes. I okay, apologize. Cool. The PGA Tour. Which I just
2: want to clarify. Oh, the PGA of America has a problem
0: with this. The PGA yeah. of America definitely has a problem with this they based have a on their statement. too, but I'll let you continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right, right. So, <laughs> so let's, let's, go, let's go with the PGA Tour, which um, has, up until this point, I, I've always – so I talked to someone on the uh, uh, equipment side about 15 years ago from the PGA Tour, and I was really surprised like their knowledge base and everything, they pretty much upload everything to the RNA in the USDA, and it's out of expediency. And it's, it's a marriage of convenience. It works. They, they've got a few local rules, but for the most part, they don't have to worry about the w- rules. Once again, they're putting on events. That, so if, if the cons- the constraints of the uh, RNA and USGA rules work and they're not too penal, they're happy with them. Now, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this potential 20-yard rollback, and let's look at it from a financial perspective. Number one, you're taking away sponsorship money from the players. There is no one that's going to have a ball sponsorship for a ball that's 20 yards shorter than what's available to the public. They're just not going to do it. So the players are going to be hurt. Number two, you have a potential loss. You're making in ad enough
0: money revenue. as it is, Gene. Don't don't feel bad for the players. Don't feel bad. I'm for not
2: the feeling. I'm, I'm not feeling bad for the players. I'm saying the players are not going to go along with it because they're not going to want to lose the money. I'm talking about this all from the PGA's perspective. Number two, you're going to have a loss in ad revenue from ball manufacturers. How many ball manufacturers do you see on Saturday and Sunday that are advertising their balls? Number one on the PGA tour. This is our tour pro playing it. No one's going to be out there going, our ball's 20 yards less, but it's right up against the limit of 20 yards less. So you lose ad revenue. And number three, which I think is the most critical, you're going to potentially water down the product. In other words, between if you watch between 16 and 20 under routinely wins a tournament on Sunday, guess what? If you roll up that ball 15, 20 yards, You're going to have four under, five under. Do you want to see even par other than the U.S. Open win? Do you want to see guys double bogeying or hit four hybrids in? You're going to lose – What is the allure of the entertainment? The whole thing about sports and professional sports is that they're aspirational. They do things that we can't do as normal recreational golfers. That's why we tune into the NFL. That's why we tune into the NBA. We see things that we can't do. No one wants to see a PGA tour player hit a ball 275 yards. That's not going to be appealing or miss a green because he's got 210 yards in and has to hit a three yard. So, that's on the PGA side. Now let's go to the real interesting part of this equation on the OEM side. These are the guys that are making the balls. These are my clients, right now. Remember, these are for-profit entities. The well, reason hold on, hold on. that let's, they let's, de-
0: let's let's keep let's keep it to the tour for just a minute because I do I do okay. want to get into the, to the for-profit side. I want to get into the OEMs. Let's let's just specifically keep it right here with the PGA tour. Okay, you got it. So so as as you mentioned, the PGA Tour is is run it's run by the players. The, yes. the PGA Tour has a group that helps set up tournaments, you know, find sponsors, keep keep the money, keep the money coming. So the players are ultimately going to get to make the call on this. And so far based on the reaction that we've heard from a number of tour pros, nobody's on board with this. Not even close. Keegan Bradley was asked about this, and he said, I don't think there's a chance the Tour would ever do this. The timing's not great. If this is a major issue, you're going to have to wait. Everyone has a lot on their table right now, meaning that this is not the biggest issue going on right now in golf. Live is still very much a bogey on the PGA Tour's radar. And so now they're having to not only contend with trying to fight off Live for their livelihood, But now they're being told by the USGA and the RNA that, oh, hey, by the way, we think you should use this golf ball that goes shorter. So nobody's on board here. My question to you guys is, what what happens here? Uh, You know, there's two and a half years. Let's put it that. Let me just to be clear here, the USGA and the RNA have said that the earliest they would adopt this new MLR golf ball would be January of 2026. I think regardless of what happens in the next two and a half years, you're going to see the U.S. Open at Shinnecock in 2026 and the Open Championship at, oh, by the way, the old course of St. Andrews, which they're trying to, quote unquote, save. I don't really think they need to. I think you could still play the game with today's current equipment and golf ball at St. Andrews and be just fine. But those two majors are, are going to see this MLR golf ball. I, I think, I think it's a guarantee unless anything crazy happens, you're going to see it at those two. But what happens if the PGA tour says, Hey bud, that's great. Congratulations on your new golf ball. We don't want to play it. In my opinion, I think that that like delegitimizes what the governing bodies are trying to do. They They are looking for universal adoption, but you know, unless the tour pros change their tune and I can't see them changing their tune. I, I don't know. I just don't see the PGA tour playing ball with these guys.
1: I think the tour well, is going to change very co- quickly. And I, and but, I have a feeling this is, oh, I, I, I don't Now Here's the reason. Now here's the, the PGA tour players are going to change their mind. here's why I think so. Because, and like, look, full, full disclosure here. Like, look, I don't, everyone always talks about it all the time. Like I'm not a shield for any OEM. And so this is obviously going to become very apparent very quickly here. Um, but the US or sorry, the Augusta national has said for years, because every year they extend their team or they extend a tee back. They always say, we default to the governing bodies. We default to the governing bodies. And you cannot say that Fred Ridley or Augusta national hasn't been in there being like, guys, change this freaking golf ball. Like hurry the hell up. We're tired of spending money buying land to make our golf course, like relevant for our one tournament that we have every year, like slow down that freaking golf ball. So their course, as, by
0: the way, the the, mis- <clears throat> the change they made to thirteen is a terrible change. Moving that tee box back removes a lot of the risk reward on that golf hole, in my opinion. So, so I, continue, get, RB.
1: Yeah, so I'll get I'll get back to like the distance thing at the Augusta and every other golf course to answer you, Gene, about the PJ Tour. But as soon as King Fred sits down there on that Tuesday morning and says we agree with the USGA and RNA, all the PJ Tour players are going to go, okay. Well, you know what? The king has spoken. That's fine because. You Know, we are not bigger than Augusta National, and I think that is going to be a big defining factor. And one of the things, too, is I don't I, think so. I've, been, I've tried very hard not to like listen to other think, podcasts, I don't think so like at
2: all. Well, You're talking fine. About keep going no keep people. going i'm Does just it? saying i don't agree then, i don't talking
1: agree. about distance and talking about shots into greens and all this stuff move up a t-deck it's the same thing i've said for every amateur golfer you want to hit shorter clubs in the greens move up a t-deck okay it's like i can't remember what instagram reel i saw i was like the the, the three people is the two guys and the girl i'm sorry i'm not giving them credit they do some bridgestone ads <laughs> no speaking of golf ball um but she, the, the woman does does has this one pitch like, you know, what? I'm a 30 handicap. But you know what? I'm also an idiot. So I'm going to go play the back tees today. And it's this whole skit about back tees. And it's very funny. Um, but so speaking to. Like the tour, as soon as King Fred gets up there and does his thing, I think people are going to start falling in line. And the other part of this as well is we have to remember this happened like 35 years ago, 40 years ago, when there was the small ball and the big ball, and players would switch and use a golf ball that went further in the UK because it was small and better in the wind. And they would come back to the US and no one said a thing. No one's at a thing. It's different, just, it's Different so economics. Different, simple. different economics. And then, so different I'll finish economics. on this because we're talking about economics, right? And we're talking about money and there's a lot of money involved here from the OEMs, okay? And yes, a I, put lot on, of I, money. I put this out on Twitter earlier in my tweet and I'm not taking it down because I, and I realize it's a, you know, it's a targeted analogy, but it's like guns aren't the problem. People that sell guns because <laughs> they make money selling guns. Golf ball isn't the problem. Said the people wearing the golf ball hats. The like <laughs> like it's that's the that's the thing, right? Like, look, 20 yards is not a big deal. It is not a big deal. Move the T Dex, everyone hits the same clubs into greens, and everyone is still shocked by you know, Rory hitting it 335 yards or 365 yards at Riviera is the longest drive. It's still ridiculous. It's still crazy. And they've done it in other sports. They've slowed down. They weren't allowed after. And again, same thing to the PGA. The Olympics is not the governing body of rules. They just put on events. All these Olympic records get broken from the swimsuits. Swimsuits are gone. Olympic running with the, the new shoes. Sorry, can't have those either. Like all of these things have been taken away from other sports because technology has gotten so far. And as far as the tour is concerned, it's a, it's one piece of equipment. They will adjust, they will be fine, and they'll be big boys and girls, and everyone will get back to normal.
2: Well, you know what we should do in that in that theme? We should ban launch monitors, and we should also ban uh, weight rooms, and we should also ban uh, yoga classes. Because I can tell you that basically over the last 10, 15 years, the golf ball has not gone one inch farther it is the same golf ball. It is the same limits. I test golf balls every single week, and they're the same. But guess what's happened? Tour players are gotten stronger. They've learned how to optimize their launch conditions. They've learned how to become more flexible. So maybe we should tie one arm behind their back. With Force their them to drink beer and,
0: and, them- and go to Hooters for wings. <laughs>
2: Yeah, let's just – let's make it a drunken back to the nineties and see what happens and see if we can, like, level the playing field out. We're punishing athletes for being athletes. We're punishing athletes for striving to do their best. And it's simply – and once again, I'm not – I my take on this is, to be honest, is kind of a neutral take. I'm more of a realpolitik guy. I just look at it as you're taking money out of someone's pocket – they're not going to be happy and you're going to be taking money out of the PGA players' pockets and they're not going to be happy about that. Plus let's not even get into the fact of what you have to start doing and, and I think the conversation will transition the OEMs. There's a whole can of worms that you got to open to design golf balls that now have these similar playing portfolio or profiles, performance profiles at 20 yards shorter. And there's nobody doing that right now. So that has to open up. So it's not just a matter of rolling back the golf ball 20 yards. Now you have to make a determination. Does that golf ball spin a little bit more? Does it not have a peak trajectory as high? There's all kinds of technical considerations in this that – can once again potentially aid one group of players versus the other. So now you've sorted the field or self-selected the field based upon a rule limitation. Now, what are you going to do? Change swing styles because of that? It's, it is uh, to me, I, I, I think it's dead in the water for the PGA and, and, but I also think it's dead in the water in regard to the OEMs.
0: So you brought up a great question that a lot of people have asked since this proposal has come out, which is what does an MLR golf ball look like? How do you get a golf ball to travel? The, the USGA has said that based on, so I don't, again, I don't want to get too technical on this podcast because there's a lot of, there's a lot of it that we could get in the weeds on, but it feels important. So the USGA tests every golf ball, under a certain set of testing parameters. And for golf balls, it's been 120 mile an hour club speed. And that's been the number. And based on that club head speed, the ball can travel no further than 317 yards with a tolerance of three yards. So let's call it 320. That's been the number. If if at 120, it goes beyond that 317 320 number, that ball is considered non-conforming. What they are now proposing that they do is they're going to raise the clubhead speed at which they test the golf balls. And when they do this, you would think, okay, well, if you're increasing the speed, you would also increase the distance that you would consider to be your threshold. Well, they're not doing that. They're keeping the threshold for carry distance at 320 yards. So that renders all golf balls that you see out on the PGA Tour that renders all those golf balls non-conforming. And so now the question becomes, if you increase the speed, but the number stays the same, how are you going to get a golf ball that's going to, to stay conforming? And that's where the, the USGA is saying, well, look, by by changing our testing protocols, especially with, with the club head speed, you're going to have to find a golf ball that's going to essentially travel. They're saying 14 to 15 yards less than the current ball. Um, some tour pros that we talked to said 15 to 20 yards. But what do we do? I mean, what kind of changes? If you were if you were in the room and you were tasked with having to create this golf ball, what are you doing?
1: Well, well I, let, let wait, me, wait, before I get to that, Gene... <clears throat> Hold that. Well, down.
2: I just want to add one thing to what he said, and okay. you can jump wow, in This here. is no, such a great no, no, conversation. No, 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 this isn't a take. This is an addition to what okay. he said, and then I'm going to let you make your take. There's right. two things you left out there, J-Wall, that are really critical. They changed the launch angle and the spin rate qualification. So they didn't just increase the club head speed. They decreased... The spin significantly from, 20, from
0: 2520 to 2220. So they increased yes. it by 300 RPMs. You're correct. That
2: going from 120 to 127, that change alone is five to seven yards right there. Yep. Nothing else changing. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they increased the launch angle slightly
0: to 11. I can't remember. From yeah, or they went that's wait. Did they go down from 10 to they 11? Lowered it. They went they lowered it from 11 to 10. 11 to
2: so 10 the, that's bo- right. the bottom line is they are moving towards a more ballistic model that I've talked about or a parabolic model that is really really maximizing distance and and carry distance. So they didn't just increase that's the speed, point. they tweaked the launch angle and the spin rate to that's really, really push this to the extreme. So it's not just you're swinging faster, but they're also dialing those in. So I wanted to make that point. Go ahead, RB.
1: So, yeah, now th- here's the thing, right? There's a lot of materials science involved in this. And I got a big smirk on my face because you know what's coming next. You know what else involves a lot of materials sciences? Grips. And we have to <laughs> let you know that. Fully Equipped is brought Did to you. Did
2: not see that one coming. Well played. God, I, I had my guns all ready for you. and You just threw me sideways.
1: <laughs> we have to remember and let you know Let's that see. Fully Equipped is brought to you uh, by Golf podcast. Pride. Because your grip is not just a grip. It is a piece of... Performance equipment that is attached to your golf clubs that allow you to make the best swings possible. It serves as a connector and it has a significant impact on every single shot that you make. Not only that, but they've also proven that new grips help with, you know, it's everything we're all looking for distance, extra distance, because you have extra control, you have extra <laughs> You're attack, need you it. can swing the <laughs> golf club faster. When you have that control your hands are more comfortable and it helps with that like i said distance okay and not only that you gain confidence because it's comfortable in your hand now when speaking of comfort and speaking of different ways to have it feel in your hand golf right offers a bunch of different grips and a whole bunch of different sizes and as well they use a like a lot of different textures and materials an example would be the mcc or the z grip which uses core technology to help with all weather conditions and with the mcc you get a slightly softer bottom hand so if you don't wear a glove on your bottom hand you don't wear two gloves when you play golf you have that nice softness in that bottom hand if you're looking for ultimate softness you've got the cpx and the cp2 designed to be soft performance grips the cpx is their newest grip which kind of gives you that old texture like a bmx bike has handles you get the like less contact with your hand so it only is more comfortable and softer but it also helps reduce vibration and for listeners of the fully equipped podcast you can use the code fully equipped at golfpride.com to get free shipping on your next order this is available for all u.s customers and there is no minimum purchase required so you want to buy a whole bunch of different grips and try them out or and then you get your, your one of your favorite and then you you know you want to sell yourself up and, and grip your clubs for this year. That's the way to do it. And there's at golfpride.com. use code fully equipped for free shipping on your next
0: order. You keep forgetting now, my favorite of material grip, sciences. You forget, you, you always forget my favorite grip, which, which is the tour velvet, but continue. Let's let's, that's let's, true. let's, let's, let's go on with
1: materials. <clears throat> so speaking of material science, I wrote something for golf.com and two of the easiest ways they can do this, um, is change the, uh, the core density. So they make the golf ball slightly lighter. Um, it just won't fly as far. It's going to face more, um, air, like wind resistance, right. Cause there's no propulsion. And to explain this, I know we talked about this on the, on, on Instagram live, but a lighter object, because it does not have its own propulsion system, like a car or a rocket or something like that, where you would gain speed because it's lighter, because you have more input and less force to like have a force against, um, Friction takes over and gravity takes over. So a lighter golf ball will face air resistance faster. So it's not going to go as far. So there's um, there's one. And secondly, which I'm interested because you, you know, you're know you the one who uses the robot to test these things, Gene, um, is to make a softer golf ball as well. Which if you're making it lighter, should be really easy to make it slightly softer. And a lower compression golf ball, uh, especially at higher speeds, deforms more. And we kind of talked about this as well. Because there's more deformation, there's more energy loss. If I'm please correct me if I'm wrong, but as you get that higher speed, you get more like deformation and it's just not going to transfer as much energy. So you get slower ball speeds. I think that's why you see higher compression golf balls. uh, Almost all the pros are using them and no one's really out there using a super low compression. Although some companies market really low compression, mostly for feel for players on the lower end of the swing speed spectrum. But that is two ways to, without changing aerodynamics, which is a whole other can of worms uh, that you could create a golf ball that would at that faster club head speed, not reach that it could have init- it could have the same initial velocity um if we're talking about weight because it's just right off the off the club face but it's going to have a, a quicker uh deceleration pattern uh or deceleration rate or higher deceleration rate going down because it is lighter so um you know i will turn it over to the guy who, who shoots these things off out of a cannon or half a robot
0: <laughs> gene's not screaming at you well- so you must be going down the right path
2: no 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 you you are going down the right path but it it's it's what what I'd like to talk about and and it's this so the OEMs the ball manufacturers they make money they make money selling golf balls and one of the ways that they make money is marketing said golf balls based on what the tour players are doing the tour players as I've said on this pod before, are a necessary evil for the OEMs. They're a pain in their ass. They're always bitching to them. They can't get them in the new products. They want to stay, and so they're always having to like massage and tweak them, and you know, goad them into moving in. They spend a lot of time and a lot of money on R and D investment year in and year out just to make the golf balls that they're currently making. Now, what you're talking about is at least ordering having maybe even doubling that r&d investment to now create a subset of golf balls yes conceptually what you're talking about is true but all these golf balls have to be r&d and then their entire portfolio has to be set because there's guys that play the let's just take titles for example there's guys that play the pro v1 pro v1 x the left out the left Dash, the um the avx they you have to take that entire portfolio and now redesign that for these 20 yards shorter and guess what what's the return on that investment zero these guys buy golf balls they don't make them what do you what's titles going to come out and go we have the best 20 yard shorter golf ball out there than anybody else no they have no incentive to make this golf ball They have zero incentive to make this golf ball. They would have to double their R&D, and uh, these people aren't gonna pay for them unless they want to start charging $10,000 a dozen or something like that to make it happen. So who gives the financial incentive to the OEM to even design this golf ball if they decided to go through with that? The way that I see it, they drop golf balls as a whole from marketing and the PGA, and they focus solely on the amateur. And then if they don't build it, who's going to play it they, you literally, I do not see who like steps up and, you know, jumps on that grenade for the USGA and the RNA. It makes zero sense for me to any companies. Now you can have some lower tier companies uh, that are not the major brands that I deal with all the time, but they're for profit companies. The only way that they would invest money and time and effort in this is if they saw an ROI on it. And there to, to my eye, there's zero ROI, and that's why. That's why I found it very interesting the wording of this um, this document. They talked about for select elite play. It wasn't. To, they won't to even the point. define
0: what that means.
2: Exactly. So it's almost to me like being a little bit pregnant. You can say we're doing something about it. But we'll just kind of see, it, 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 it's almost like they're setting it up in a sense, I don't want to say for failure, but just it's it's like a trial balloon that if it goes nowhere, they've, they've thrown it out there because you have to get buy-in by the PGA if you want overall. And then you have to get buy-in by the OEMs. Oh, or the third is the RNA and the USA could build their own line of golf balls. And those are the only balls available to the Open – and the U.S. Open, and guess what? You you think lives bad? You have just delegitimized two of the most famous tournaments in the history of golf because you're asking golfers for once a week to try to adjust to a golf ball that they have no experience with. It, it it just it doesn't seem to work on so many different levels.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I go back to and again we mentioned this yesterday. We did a fully quit or not fully quit. We did Instagram Live. RB and I did. And I mentioned back in 2010, when the USGA and the RNA introduced a model local rule change, but it was an across-the-board change where they asked the manufacturers to change the groove volume. And they had to spend millions, and everybody willingly complied and made the change. It doesn't feel like you're getting a lot of willingness from the manufacturers. You know, yesterday you had titles come out. They had a pretty scathing response to to this proposal. You know, Bridgestones, maybe a little more, you know, leveled response, but still showing some trepidation in, in the path that we're currently heading. You, then you've got Callaway who says, we're just going to kind of look at where things go, look at the numbers. Really not a comment. Taylor made no comment. Haven't heard anything from Cleveland on who creates the Shrixon golf ball. No response from Wilson. So most of the manufacturers, you know, we'll, we'll say half of them haven't said anything. You've got one, the biggest manufacturer who's saying not a chance in hell, this is a good idea, but it does, it does make me wonder if you have universal adoption in 2010 and you're not going to get it now. Yeah. Who makes this golf ball? If the USGA and the RNA are dead set on creating a model local rule ball for their, for the US open and the open championship, you know, who, who. Who designs it? And not only that, guys, something that I feel like, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, but it just brings up this thought about the amateur. You know, they're talking about introducing this golf ball for the U.S. amateur. You know, it, I just think it opens up a, a massive can of worms because not only is it going to require guys to get adjusted to this golf ball, for the tour pros that do choose to play the U.S. Open and the Open Championship, I think some that there, there are going to be some that are going to balk at the idea. But, for those that choose to i think they're going to have to make adjustments to their golf clubs as well so are you going to then tell amateur golfers like oh yeah by the way you might have to make adjustments to your gear as well cuz not everybody's a tour pro not everybody's getting their golf equipment for free it just there it there are so many questions that i have not just on the elite tour pro side but on the elite amateur side for the us amateurs the us junior ams the us women's am U.S. Women's Open. I, I, I just, I just don't know if this is feasible given all of these questions that have to be answered. RB is touching his nose. Go ahead, RB. I, I
1: actually, I actually think that you know part of to to go to the other side of what Gene is saying. To play complete contrarian, uh although I feel like that's what I'm doing at this moment. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. When we see, when I see Gina Gang, he's gonna get a big hug from me, and it's okay. We're all good friends. He's but gonna, what he's I'm gonna saying, throw a wire good, speaker good. at yeah. your head?
2: I, I mean, I'm gonna go over a hug and get. We're, or we're like we're like, <laughs> we're like we're like we're like Labradors. We bark at each other, and then we have like no amnesia memory, <laughs> and we go right back to being friends. So we're so good.
1: What I what I'm saying is, I think to your point that like it's being put out to high level golf. And we'll see where it goes. I actually, I do truly believe that they are testing the waters. And this will be something that will go forward for every golfer. And the reason being that a lot of the parameters... They said that
2: explicitly that they wouldn't. I think... They said this would not affect the amateur golfers. They went out of their way to state that. I
0: I do wonder if they're looking for universal rollback. They're trying to push the manufacturers to the point where they're like, screw it. We're just going to have one golf ball... We want to make sure that we're getting advertising out on the PGA Tour. We're just going to go the, ahead and, the, and just have it for everybody, and there's a universal. So, so you mean that's my tinfoil happy? You mean, tell,
2: you, mean to, you mean to tell me it, that I'm going to start stocking up on Pro V ones because I'm going to be selling them for five hundred dollars? So now, <clears> yeah, do they're and twenty yards further, a, yep, know, the, and, they're, and they're still conforming. Black so, market for golf balls, no, 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 no. but the reason yeah, is thinking no, about gold grooves.
1: Everyone's on those wedges. Everyone stockpile those old wedges. Do you, for you
0: want a long chaos or do you, do you want compliance? Chaos or compliance? So I, I think chaos is more Having fun. Tested
2: those wedges. I can tell you, testing those wedges, it what it was only out of wet rough, and all it did was it brought back the inconsistency, the depth of the grooves out of that wet rough. Allowed for more consistency and more control, and when you went to um, the the lesser depth grooves and the change in the geometry of the grooves, it created more of that inconsistency, i.e., flyers and things like that. The yeah, but they've gotten rid still of that. adjusted because
0: they've they've gotten rid of mean? those inconsistencies. I mean, if you look at where they started to where they are now, guys are getting more spin out of out well, of the no, rod and more consistency. It,
2: once once again, maybe we should maybe we should put eye patches on these guys then to, you know, make it a little bit more challenging and only give them one eye to look out of when they swing. The the point being, we are penalizing athletes for trying to reach the pinnacle of their profession. So let me tell you a story. When I started, and this is in the nineties, nineteen 1990, ninety, ninety-one, I used to test pinnacles against tour baladas. And a tour at 110 miles an hour would carry 235 yards. A, um, a tour ballada, a pinnacle would carry 270 yards. And we would have to have the guys stand back. And we didn't know anything about launch and spin at the time. This, these were just kind of the general conditions. If you test a Pro b one right now versus that pinnacle, it'll go about 270 yards. The ball isn't going any further than it ever has. What is happening, as I said, athletes are getting stronger they're getting more flexible and they're learning how to optimize their launch conditions to maximize distance these are the things that are causing the golf ball to go further so what are you what are you going to do what if you know the trend continues on the long drive are we going to revisit this in 10 years and kick it up to 140 miles an hour and roll the golf ball back another 20 yards you know it's in all other sports, we recognize athletic brilliance. We, we we recognize reaching the peak of your physical prowess. In this sport, we're blaming the equipment, and the equipment is the scapegoat. Truly, on this,
0: I I have a really incredible tin foil hat. I I got I got to just kick this one around with you guys. Hold on. Okay just let me I, I just okay. So I wrote about this. We 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 did a tour confidential on golf.com. And I mentioned that in 2010 during the groove rule, the manufacturers, it took them a little a little bit of time, but they were able to come up with designs that were even better than than the previous groove volume at at the new conformance. I think that with all those brilliant minds housed inside the the R&D buildings for these OEMs. It's going to take them a little bit of time to figure out the puzzle, but I think they're going to I think they're going to quickly figure it out with this new golf ball. If they were if they were forced to create this new model local rule ball with the ball new technology, I think that they could basically make this distance loss obsolete. Get back to where they were quickly. The the has even admitted this is essentially a band-aid. They're expecting in 12 to 15 years from the point that they do adopt that they're going to be back to present day, current, you know, right now in 2023 distance levels. And at that point, then you would have to figure out what would you do for, for another rollback. Um, not only that though, but I think this is a perfect opportunity for the manufacturers if they could do that. You could market this ball and the new equipment and say, well, Hey, look, if you want to hit it further, you're going to have to buy this new driver to go along with this new golf ball. You can use your old stuff if you want, but it's the ball's going to, it's not going to work out. So you're going to have to buy the new stuff. It allows them to to say, Hey, this driver plus this golf ball is what you need to to be able to to maintain and maximize your distance. I think it's a great opportunity for them to actually sell more golf equipment. Might not happen it's, right away, it's but I think like in the, like five years, I think they could probably get it, get it back, and eliminate the distance loss. Sell the new gear and and market it that way. Buy this driver, yeah. This golf ball goes shorter with your old stuff, but I don't know. I I think that they could find a way to make more money in the long run. I think the
1: like this goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago when it was like you have tour player marketing, which I think in most and to be like to be honest, in most cases. I think it has actually slowed down in the last couple of years. Oh, with sure. like the with the amount of money that's out there, and you know, tour staffs aren't as big. You see more um uh more non branded players or uh, equipment free agents, as you like to call them. Um, but the other part of this is is how much they're spending on influencers and re- basically recreational golfers. Like, think of these people that are on YouTube, other than you know, Bryson, <laughs> who is like a recreational golfer who is sponsored by these companies. Like Callaway has spent millions of dollars getting players who are not tour level golfers now they are very very good golfers um in some cases but a lot of them are recreational golfers and i think that there was this little again t- t- that was like the tinfoil hat and i had this conversation with someone who was in the golf in- industry who was, like doesn't work for an oem and that was kind of like something that we talked about was like <clears throat> there's the ability to market to like regular golfers and then there's the tour player and to be honest like we are still having this i know it's such a big debate but we're having this conversation inside of a bubble that is very small because if you go talk to like a lot of golfers unless they're you know recreational golfers who are just kind of getting ready for the season they have no idea that any of this stuff is going on it's like still people will come up and be like what is this thing with live like it's like you know it's the biggest thing we talk about and a lot of players people talk about in golf space but like it's still not like this big big deal and golf like like i said um if you're a golf league, like if you go play your regular golf league, nothing has changed so far. Like, and that's fine. I still think at some point it's gonna go back to everybody. But to the point of manufacturing, and this is what I wanted to get at earlier was look, guys, if Costco can put a golf ball up for 20 bucks a dozen. I know they're not spending money on it, but they are basically going to a company saying, What do you have? What can we buy from you for a certain amount that fits into our budget and it needs to fit these parameters and be conforming by the USGA? What do you have for us? And they can sell a golf ball to the public for like $35 for two dozen golf balls or whatever it is. Like, I think it's like 40 bucks here in Canada for two dozen. Which is still insane. Um, they can make it. Someone's going to make it. And then everyone else is going to be like, well, the USGA is doing it and the Masters is it. Make it, make it, it,
2: make it, make it for whom?
1: Make it for the USGA and the RNA and say, this is the old course know, ball. But,
2: but, but you're, you're not talking about making it for a chop who's shopping at a Costco. You're talking about making it for the elite players that are so fine tuned in their golf balls. They're not going to go, oh, you got a you got a golf ball from X Y Z that you made that's twenty yards shorter. Sure, I'll put that into play. No problem. I'm not going to check that out and see what my short game spin is or out of it. You you watch these guys in tournaments. They will not. They will not. Some of these guys are playing golf balls from five six years ago because they can't be convinced because it hits the perfect window. That golf ball right there—they are so fine-tuned on their golf ball. And you tell me that you're just going to find random company and make some golf balls, and they're all just going to put them in their bag and start playing them on the most elite tournaments of the year.
1: But think now. Here's that- again, like th- the the whole That's like what saying. You know, idea what saying. of who yeah. who's making yeah. it right? That's like, nuts.
2: Who? That's totally nuts.
1: Think about this. Okay. Again, the other side of the coin here. We're just flipping that page back. <laughs> Augusta, National, Augusta National comes out and says, we are going to go to a terminal. I
0: think you're putting too terminal- much weight in Augusta National, RB. Okay. Yeah, I did, so you,
1: I let's did say too. they agree, though. Let's say they agree. Like, hypothetically, we're, we're dealing with a lot of hypotheticals here anyways. But if they come out and say, look, we've defaulted to the USGA and RNA, we are going to do that in this case, and we agree with them, who doesn't want to be the first company to say, we've got the official Masters ball? Boom! Like who doesn't want to buy that? People buy Masters stuff because all the time because for all kinds because of silly that reasons. ball's
2: twenty yards shorter. And these as soon guys as go to t-
1: Mexico and play golf courses, and the a, golf ball goes twenty yards further. see so they suck. get their track and man out, and they just away. they figure it out, man. They figure it out. They're the best golfers in the world. to figure it out. It's so. Is it going to have the
0: Masters logo on it? On the on the. I'm ball? telling
1: you, this is the easiest thing. It's it's we're You know what? The reason we're arguing. The reason we're arguing is because we're arguing for commerce. And I'm telling you right now, I am not on the side. I look, I work in the golf industry. OEM's sponsor in our magazine and on our website. That is not the case. Like, I get that. I'm not stupid. But like I'm also arguing for the fact that like the game is bigger. And all these golf courses that are owned by individual people and companies and all these things, these are all bigger than all of these little professional entities. And the game itself, the game. I'm standing on the side of the game of golf and not the golf industry, although I work in it. I really do believe this is going to be better long term for the game itself. Because as I said, when Jonathan and I talked about yesterday, all these people who picked up golf in 2020, they weren't like, oh man, golf is so much fun. I get to hit the golf ball 340 yards. No, because they suck already anyways. They are terrible golfers. They are out there because they're having fun with their buddies. And if they hit a little shorter, they move up a tee. And guess what? Everyone's back to normal and everyone's happy. Everyone's holding hand and kumbaya on around the fire.
0: I, me, don't, I just don't think that this. the let golf ball is going to make that big of a difference in the long run. I think maybe initially, first two to three years, guys would have to adjust, but I think the manufacturers are going to ramp up R&D, and they'll find a way to, to Why, bridge though, the gap on that 14 to 15. If, if they ha- if, I'm just saying, if they, if they felt compelled to create this model rule ball, I think, they would, I think they would view it who, as a who challenge. Would,
2: who, would com- who would compel them?
0: I don't know. No, I'm I mean, just I'm saying. Being
2: sur- I'm being serious. Who would compel them? Number one and number two. What's their ROI? I so think. I think 20- the biggest.
0: I think the biggest domino here isn't isn't Augusta National. I think the biggest domino here is Titleist. If if yeah, Titleist just, if, if it, Titleist it, says if Titleist somehow someway I don't think they will. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying in a world where Titleist says you know what we're going to go ahead and we're going to make this golf ball. I think if Titleist does it, everybody else falls in line. I think if Augusta National yeah, but, says we're going to make this ball, I don't think it's going to compel the manufacturers to say, "Oh yeah, let's let's create this golf ball." But I do think with Titleist pull, if Titleist decides to do it, I think everybody else would fall in line.
2: So the whole thing though is, so now you have a golf ball. So you have a Pro V1 that for the amateur carries 230 yards Rules out to Would you still call it the Pro yards. V1? Yeah, very good question. Now you have the Pro V1 Tour or whatever. Um, that carries 220 yards and rolls out to 234 yards, let's just say. Are you going to sell these side by side? I mean, think about it. You are selling a limited flight golf ball, a limited flight golf ball. That is insane. I mean, that's just insane. All I know in this industry, all I know in this industry, and I tell all my clients going in, is there's two aspects about this industry, parameter golfers. There's chocolate cake and there's vegetables. Chocolate cake is distance. Vegetables is your short game and your putting. Guess what everybody as an amateur wants? They want their chocolate cake. They know they should eat their vegetables to score better, but they want their chocolate cake. Chocolate cake is distance. You are giving them vegetables with a giant heaping of salt on them <laughs> for the limited play golf ball. And there's no. the salt gives it a better taste, Gene. Oh, it's just going to make them puke. And you're like trying to sell this? Hey, we're going to give you 15 yards less, but you're going to be playing the same ball that Rory's playing. They're all going to go, no way in hell. So there's no financial upside for them to develop this golf ball because they're not going to be able to market it effectively. So the only way that they would do this is for some weird – and let me ask you this question. Let's let's step back a second and let's really look at this honestly. What is wrong with this game right now? This game is so popular that we got to break off league that they're throwing money at. Television is high on everything. They've got Netflix specials. What is broken about this game right now that needs Nothing. to be limited?
0: Nothing. Yeah. Oh, no, you're exactly right. Yeah. There's the the game has probably never, uh, short of when Tiger had his win in '97 and, and golf exploded. I don't think the game's ever been in a better spot than it is right now. I totally agree with you, and I think that's sort of what Keegan Bradley was saying: is if if it's so important. Then get in line because there are a lot of other far more important issues going on in 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 the game right now. We're we're seeing this increase in participation, and you know the tours trying to to keep their spot at the at the apex. So yeah, I I'm with you. I don't think you know it used to be people would talk about bomb and gouge, but I feel like we've gotten so used to the way that guys are hitting it nowadays that we just enjoy it. We enjoy when they when they cut the trees and they find the green on a par 4. It it makes it makes the game. I mean, watching watching Cameron Young at the players as he's as he's going absolutely ballistic on the back nine, firing at flags with the driver. It was fun. Like that was fun to see cuz not everybody can do that. And I think that's fine. Yeah. I think it's okay if if the upper crust, if those guys who want to prioritize distance and speed, if you want to do that, great, more power to you. I, I don't have a problem with today's game. I don't have a problem with today's golf ball. I think we're we're in a fine spot. Yes, there are many people out there who are saying, well, this you're just having to find more land. I think at the end of the day, you know what? When you're swinging at those faster speeds, you're bringing something into the equation that guys at slower speeds don't have to worry about. And that's that's a larger variation, a larger delta, let's call it, on where the hell that golf ball is going. If you miss it a little bit more off the heel or the toe, that's on you. That's on you for swinging that hard. So, let those guys that want to try and learn how to do that, give them that opportunity. Don't penalize them by bringing this ball. I think it's ridiculous. I think, Gene, as you said, the game's in a great place. This just, to me, feels like the USGA and the RNA's way of trying to insert themselves into the conversation because they need to feel relevant. End of rant.
2: I I, I agree. And and I think that the un, not even unintended consequences, just the consequences of this are going to be massive. And I I I see it as being a non-starter on so many different levels. But I think you really touched on a point, and that's leakage of this. And that leakage is, okay, let's say that the tour adopts this, right? Like they said, they they specifically said this will not affect amateurs at all. But then all of a sudden you start getting into elite amateurs. Well, maybe those start suddenly start adapting the rules. Now you got kids coming up and they're good. And they're like, Well, am I gonna play this game? It potentially professionally, or am I going to play this game as an amateur? Which golf ball do I decide at 10 or 12? It's just a mess. It's a total mess that I see not working. And and if you get complete adoption, I see four under-winning golf tournaments. I see lower um, participation from viewership. I see less sponsorship. And I see the PGA making some serious, serious hard choices as to whether or not they want to continue. But I think these guys are a lot smarter than I am. I think they've already looked at that and looked at the economics and gone, eh, not worth it. I mean, the only way that I could see it is if they came up with a boatload of money and the USGA and the RNA came up with a boatload of money and said, we're going to compensate the OEMs to do the R&D, and you're going to charge $1,000 a dozen for every one of these, and we're going to make it worth your while because that's the only way that you're going to get buy-in from the OEMs to, to make this ball. So, yeah, my rant is just, it's an economic rant, but it's also, if it's not broke, why fix it? That You know, I just, I don't get it. Everybody loves the game right now. We're talking about it. The elite players like Rom and DJ—they're playing the power fade because they know they want to control the ball more than hit it long. And then some of the shorter guys are playing the high draw because they're still trying to compete. There's all this intrigue right now with distance, and and it's regulating itself. It doesn't need to be regulated by governing bodies.
1: I think the um, you know when we talk about the idea of you know we you know you mentioned. Um, like there's nothing that, that we have to worry about right now. And that's true. And again, to use an analogy outside of golf, it's like saying we could build houses anywhere, but it doesn't mean we're going to have water to sustain the people that live there. Right. And that is, a, that is like, we think about the, the, again, land usage and water and all of these different things. Like they, they said, they're not worried about now. They're worried about 15, 20 years from now. And at the elite level, if we're just talking about the elite level right now, you know, they can't keep making golf courses longer. Like some of the, like, Fenway is cool because it's Fenway because people use, everyone uses wooden bats and it's like a historical place to go. They want to go to places like Shinnecock. They want to go to places like Marion. Marion's back on the U.S. Um, <clears throat> U.S. Open Rota. And I thought as soon as that got announced, it was like something's coming. Something is going to happen. And you no, know, I mean, I realized I'm a golf sicko. I'm like way deep down the rabbit hole of like persimmon and using old golf balls and all this other stuff anyways. But at the end of the day, what this is going to do, I think, is just make it just a little more interesting. Just like everything else, we, we realize you've gone a little too far, and we, they should have stopped it a long time ago, but…
2: Yeah, and that's on the USG and it. the RNA.
0: That
1: is. It's on them. That's their, that's their fault. They should have stopped this a long time ago. Um, you know, Stop what?
2: The s- golf ball isn't going any further than it was a long time ago. But that's my the, the spin my point. curve,
1: right? People have to, and this is true. Okay. Because I know we got time. we got to so wrap ban, up here. ban, but ban it's launch the, monitors. It's, yeah. And see, that's… Like, but what I'm saying is band it's only coaches, data; they still have band, to interpret it, right? Band,
2: you know, ban evolution. Let, it's, RB, it's finish Let RB finish his take. Let RB finish his take. What you're
1: doing is Sorry. you're basically saying like, look, we're going to make a tour quote unquote, go a little bit further. But if you want the short game spin, you can get that. Or you can go further, but you're not going to get the spin, right? Like the, the modern multi-layer golf ball has given both benefits to that, to an extreme, which is like a very impressive engineering feat, like um, feat. Um, and now they're just going to say, look, it's really cool, but like, you got to slow it down a little bit. And you know what? I, I do think this is, it it seems like a big deal and everyone's going to tell you it's going to cost a lot of money, but they make and prototype individual golf balls for individual players for goodness sake. So for them to say, I want you to try and make one that goes a little bit shorter and have it perform aerodynamically the same way or whatever, right? I think they're going to adjust. They're going to adjust and we're, we're we're arguing over something that's going to happen anyways. Um, the sun's going to well, come up going to go down tonight, and it's going to come back up tomorrow, I, and we're arguing about it. But you I know what? I don't think so. It's going to change. And uh, you know what, Gene? I am for twenty bucks on it right now. Twenty dollars American, not even Canadian. Look at that. I'm paying the exchange rate on that. Uh, and we'll see what happens. You know what? But, uh, a, a,
2: a, pizza, a pizza dinner in San Diego, either deal. on you or me. If if anybody is teaming this ball up in January 2026, how about that? Deal. You name the place. We will eat pizza like Romans. We'll have a vomitorium <laughs> set up so we can go puke and eat some more. You got it. That's about it. Right.
0: This was a very spirited conversation, and I, I feel like that's great. We, we try to keep it spirited on the pod. Sometimes we, we stay within the lines as we're driving down the highway, but I think in a situation like this, it's important to just give our take. And I think we all did that. And the great thing for us is for the next two and a half years, we're going to have a lot to talk about when it comes to the golf ball. Before we wrap it up, I did want to share a very funny story. Uh, Earlier this week, Gene sent out a text to the the group saying that he had (laughs) a lot of hot chicks for this week. I can tell you that there were no hot chicks on this podcast. There were a lot of hot takes. And for that, I am most grateful. That's because so, Gene was using boys,
1: Siri to text and type. He ta- was using Siri to text. And I think uh, he's got to speak a more clearly
2: sometimes. You should, you, should, you should have seen how bifurcation came out. That was embarrassing. So,
0: <laughs> Anyway, I think this was a great <laughs> pod. I will call it a wrap on episode 181 of Fully Equipped, which might be my favorite episode of all time. I'm just going to say it right now. It was a good one. As always, if you want more gear news, and there is a lot... Go check us out on social media. We are at fully underscore equipped on Twitter and at fully equipped golf on Instagram. Thank you as always for listening. See you next week.